are live. Welcome, Christian Television Network, to the platform as well as everybody else. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. 55 minutes of fury. We got to hustle right to it tonight. Laura Logan tweet. McCarthy voted for, just so everybody knows who the next or the current Speaker of the House is. And just so you know, there's really no difference between establishment Republicans, which most Republicans are. Most Republicans are actually Democrats, but no Democrats are actually Republicans. What's the difference between Kevin McCarthy and Nancy Pelosi? Let's examine. Kevin McCarthy voted for same-sex marriage. Is that on the Republican platform? Don't think so. Vax mandates for the military, Republican platform? Don't think so. $100 billion for Ukraine? Definitely not on my platform. To use Medicare to fund the United States Postal Service? In other words, the Medicaid funds that are supposed to be helping people to pay their medical bills is going to the post office. Drafting of women? Definitely not part of the Republican platform. J6 committee, which is basically a persecuting of, of Trump voters committee and an illegal committee. He voted for its existence. D.C. as the 51st state, which is anti-constitutional and amnesty for illegal aliens with a clever acronym called DACA. That is not a Republican. Just so everybody knows, there is no difference between establishment Republicans. A lot of times we take this safe route and go, you know what, Kevin McCarthy is electable. Kevin McCarthy will do a decent job. A, he doesn't do a decent job. Yes, he is electable, but the only difference, what, what's the point of electing somebody with an R in front of their name that acts like a D? What's the point? There is no point. You might as well go with the true, devout, conservative and lose because what's the difference if you capitulate and you get the r that acts like a d you lose if you don't capitulate and stick with your principles you end up with a democrat what's the difference a republican that is a democrat or a true democrat what's the difference where kevin mccarthy came into into the house of representatives in uh, 14 years ago we were $8 trillion in debt. We are now 31, almost $32 trillion in debt. That's both under Republican leadership, Donald Trump, Barack Obama, and Joe Biden, all presidents. George W. Bush got us to $8 trillion in debt. He started with $1 trillion in debt. These are both Republicans and Democrats because there is no difference. Yes, the platforms are different. Conservatism is different than progressivism, but Democrats and Republicans don't, I mean, well, Republicans don't actually represent their platform. They don't. Kevin McCarthy, he, he, he lives with a Democratic pollster named Frank Luntz. This is who these people, Paul Ryan is married to an extreme leftist. These people, what they believe is, is that they are the bourgeois wisdom elite class that are superior to you and I. We're going to get together and make all these decisions. You pretend like you're a leftist. I'll pretend like I'm a right winger. And then we're going to come together and make decisions for our own personal popularity, our own personal prosperity, and our own uh, personal uh, political advantage. That is all that this is about. Understand that. We must. What, what's the answer, Tom? You've, you've named all the negative things. So what's the answer? Well, first of all, the answer is not the Republican Party. The answer is revival. That's the answer. A real church, listen, a real church 
cannot restrain and capitulate at the same time. A real church does not put masks on, does not social distance, does not lock its doors, does not, does not pimp and whore vaccinations and, and lock down. They don't do those things. You cannot capitulate. You cannot restrain and comply at the same time. And really, that's what the Republican Party does. It never actually restrains the Democratic Party, let alone take territory. It just limits the Democratic Party. That is not what we're called to as believers. It is not what we're called to as conservatives. All right, so that's Kevin McCarthy. Let's go on to the next thing. Clown World video. Now, here's the thing. Now, of, of course, yesterday was, is today the 7th or is today the 6th? Today, okay. Okay, what was yesterday, everybody? Aaron will answer only. What was yesterday? Okay, thank you. So today is now the seventh. So we are one day past this anniversary. Now here's, let me, we'll, 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 just to kind of sum it up, and of course the, the actual uh, purveyor of this video, Clown World, is actually the perfect title for this. It's a Clown World video. So of course, allegedly two years ago, we had the 1-6 the insurrection. Okay, now let's define insurrection. The 1-6 insurrection lasted two and a half hours. Not one person, not one person was arrested with a firearm. Not one. Not one person has been charged with a firearm offense, but yet somehow this is an insurrection. An insurrection where you take over the government. So how was it, how were these people that got into the Capitol where the doors were open by the Capitol Police and probably by, by FBI informants and FBI agents opened the doors for them, how were they going to take control of the military? How were they going to run elections? How are they going to run Social Security? This is an insurrection. How is that going to happen exactly? So how is this an insurrection? Well, it's not. So let's just lay the groundwork for it. Here's Joe Biden. And li listen to what he says. Listen to the date that he actually puts out. Play for me. Only consequential. Not a joke. If I can halt for a second and just say to you, the impact what happened on July the 6th had international repercussions beyond what I think any of you can fully understand. You see the guy in the background, he's like, what, what did he just say? On July the 6th. So here's the man that's actually claiming that there was an insurrection where somebody tried to violently take over the government, violently take over. You, you had 2,000 Capitol Police officers there, violently take over the government without any firearms. And then, of course, he doesn't really even know the date. But he's the one that's stipulating that this is an insurrection. Of course, just to make sure everybody realizes that today is... January 7th, 2023, many people are still languishing in the D.C. Metro Gulag right now, almost two years inside, two years in solitary confinement, two years without any religious liberties, two years without seeing their spouse, two years without seeing their kids for, for misdemeanor offenses. Because you see, it's all the same spirit. You hear me say this all the time. It's the same agenda with different tactics. Now, what is this tactic? The tactic is just like COVID. You put COVID out and you say, this is an existential threat to your life used to control people. You say this is an insurrection used to control people. The FBI is set, according to some insider sources, are set to make over a thousand more arrests. Reference one six, right? Two years later, while Christopher Ray refuses to answer any questions about were there FBI informants, were there FBI agents in the crowd that were actually inciting felonious felonies, felonious crimes, violent crimes, were there FBI agents donned in Trump gear inside the Capitol prior to the doors being opened to incite violence? He refuses to answer 
any of those questions because you see the word insurrection is just like the word climate change. It's just like the word COVID-19. It's just like the word COVID mitigations or vaccines or masks. It actually means nothing. They, they attach a certain definition to it to get to a certain end, an end that is, well, using a means to get to an end. And, there, and what, what the end is, you saw it, the raid of Mar-a-Lago under what? The insurrection, countless arrests, hundreds, it's over a thousand people arrested. And really what it's about is bringing fear into people that would, it, it's about, it's actually about controlling speech where people will be afraid to say anything about their political support of anybody outside of, and this, because the FBI is a political party. The FBI is bourgeois leftist elitist, globalist leftist elitist. And you can sum up by saying that the Democratic Party, the NIH, the FDA, they're all a part of the Democratic Party. They're just operative. So anybody who speaks against them is inciting violence. Christopher Ray, Joe Biden say the number one threat to Americans is white supremacist terrorism or domestic terrorism. Where? And I know if you watch this podcast, you hear me say this all the time. Where exactly are all these videos of white supremacist terrorism? I don't care about color. I don't care about nationality. I care about accuracy. So where exactly is all of this white supremacist domestic terrorism? That allegedly is taking place right now. There isn't any. So in order for that, in order for that narrative to work, again, different tactic, same agenda. In order for that tactic to work, when there isn't any domestic terrorism, you have to create domestic terrorism. Just like you have to create climate change. Just like you had to create the alpha variant of COVID-19. It's all we less less Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Second Corinthians 2.11. Here's a Greg Price video. The White House honors Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. Play for me, Will. Charles and Gladys Sicknick accepting on behalf of Brian D. Sicknick. A New Jersey Air National Guardsman who served two tours overseas, Brian Sicknick was a U.S. Capitol Police officer devoted to serving our nation. For over a decade, he guarded the Capitol, including on January 6, 2021. He lost his life protecting our elected representatives, upholding the will of the American people, and defending our Constitution. His heroism, courage, and character set an example for generations of Americans to come and will never be forgotten. For his service and his ultimate sacrifice, we the people honor U.S. Capitol Police Officer Brian D. Sicknick. So there we go. Now, here's the thing. It's a beautiful ceremony. It's just sad that everything that you just heard was a bold-faced lie. He lost his life protecting our representatives. It's a bold-faced lie. He didn't die on January 6th. He died of of a stroke on January 7th of natural causes. Who said that? Who says that it was of natural causes? Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson, Tom Lipley, Rodney Howard Brown? No. The person who says that Brian Sicknick died of natural causes 
was the coroner, the medical examiner. He died of natural causes, just like George Floyd actually died of a fentanyl overdose, according to the medical examiner. The entire narrative is a bold-faced lie, all created to leverage you into a one-world commerce system, to leverage you into control. You're like, Tom, George Floyd's about that? Absolutely. One Six Insurrection's about that? Absolutely. Masks are about that? Absolutely. Climate change, gun grabbing, they're all the same agenda with different tactics. The transgender agenda, whatever you can name, that's evil, is of the, is of the exact same agenda, just a different tactic. And that's what this is. Brian Sicknick did not die of any of the reasons that were propagated by the left stream media at all. He was never hit over the head by a fire extinguisher. Joe Biden continues to lie. There's no other way to describe it. I I try to come to a deep sort of spiritual explanation of all this. They're just bold-faced liars. They're of their father, the devil, who is the father of all lies. When he lies, he speaks his native language. When Joe, they are of their father, the devil, and they want to carry out their father's desires when joe biden lies he speaks his native language i mean listen they have a they have the person the announcer there just spouting joe biden lies brian's uh, brian sicknick died protecting the capital he didn't die protecting the capital that is a bold faced lie absolutely disingenuous lie and they know it it's just like joe biden still propagates the lie that that, that donald trump said there's good people on both sides when donald trump says i denounce white supremacy on all terms he said it right there in the same speech these people they they're listen their dishonesty it's not even their hypocrisy they're not really hypocrites they're just flat out evil all right chris manning tweet brian sicknick here's just the truth about it right here it's just summed up in a good tweet chris manning tweet Brian Sicknick did not die on January 6th. Brian Sicknick died January 7th from natural causes. The coin, and here's the thing, you're like, Tom, leave this up, Will. You're like, Tom, you shouldn't speak ill of the dead. I'm, listen, I, it doesn't matter whether somebody's alive or dead. You speak what is true. This is the truth. If his parents want to disingenuously go up and get an award, posthumous award for their son, and just and, and and the only way the only way to get that award is to is to abide in a lie then the, these are dishonest people they are liars they are not good people they are immoral people i feel bad that they lost their son but they are immoral they are liars they they know how their son died the coroner's report confirmed i repeat the coroner's report confirmed he did not sustain external you did hear this? He did not ex- sustain external, external or internal injuries. Then how did he die protecting the Capitol? As Joe Biden just said via an announcer. And he said numerous times. How did he, how did he die protecting the Capitol without an internal or external injury? How did George Floyd be, get killed by Derek Chauvin when he wasn't asphyxiated? George Floyd had 95% oxygenation in his lungs at the time of death. So how did he die of asphyxiation? And if he didn't die of asphyxiation, then why is Derek Chauvin in prison for 22 years for killing George Floyd via asphyxiation? You gotta see just how corrupt this country is. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 3 through 5. 
We are in a spiritual battle. You don't think you don't think these people will lock you up? They will lock you up. They tried with General Flynn. They are trying with Steve Bannon. They are trying with Alex Jones. They are trying with with uh, Peter Navarro and numerous others, pro-life activists that are just standing on a sidewalk singing how great thou art. You have, you have fentanyl that kills over 100,000 Americans per year. 20,000 pounds was just, was just captured by the Border Patrol that could kill 4.5 billion people. Joe Biden said it would kill 20,000. That's what the FBI should be doing. You don't think these people will put you in prison? They will. This is a spiritual battle. This is, this is the church that should be restraining the Antichrist spirit, not taking its marching orders from it. Mask, lockdown, stand six feet apart, buy an electric car, CBDC currency, social credit systems. Watch it. Listen, if the church does not repent, if the people that, gave, that caved to COVID don't come out and say, I was wrong. Not that you're not caving anymore. Not good enough. You need to come out and say, my initial cave. It, uh, uh, my initial cave was wrong. I was wrong to ever cave. Because if you don't, first of all, you're full of pride. Second of all, you will fall for the next tactic that comes your way. Because you've never acknowledged wrongdoing to begin with. So you will go with the next tactic. You will believe, just like you did with masking, just like you did with vaccine, just like you did with social distancing, just like you did when you locked down your church and you believe that that was loving. They'll convince you that buying an electric car is too, that being on, being on a central bank digital currency is advantageous and compassionate for you. You're like, Tom, where do you get that from? That's, that's, the, that's the explanation. That's the excuse that I heard from all the Christians. Locking down together alone, alone together, doing this, doing this for one another, keeping grandma healthy. It was all a lie. You bought right into it, believing that it was compassionate. They'll do the exact same thing using a different tactic next time. Or maybe they'll come in again with a quote unquote medical emergency, just like they come with a quote unquote insurrection, just like they come with a quote unquote climate calamity. They'll come with violent crime. So give up your guns. It's why they're allowing violent crime to proliferate all throughout the United States. But I digress. So he didn't die of external or internal injuries, nor had an allergic reaction to a chemical irritant. That was their last fallback. That maybe, okay, you know, they, they put out for weeks that he died, that Brian Sicknick died because he was hit over the head by a fire, with a fire extinguisher by a 1-6 insurrection. That's a real dangerous insurrectionist that actually has to resort to a fire extinguisher. But he, he died because, because of blunt force trauma to his head. That, that, they, went for that, they went with that for weeks. That turned out not to be true. So then they switched to, well, he died of bear spray, an allergic reaction to bear spray. That turned out not to be true. But does that stop Joe Biden? Does that stop Christopher Ray? They still go out and say people died at 1-6. Nobody died except Ashley Babbitt. Not one person died except for protesters. They're the only ones that died from either, from either police brutality. Well, it was all police brutality. Whether being shot or being smashed to death by the police, by the Capitol. And by the way, Ashley Babbitt's mother was just arrested. She's just walking down the streets. They were commanding her to go to the sidewalk. She refused to go to the sidewalk. So they arrested her. This was yesterday. Imagine if that was Antifa. Would they have arrested her? And here, here's, here, here's my little synopsis of it all. If you had a Donald Trump supporter or a Ron DeSantis supporter, 
and they were committing a, a petty theft, stealing bubble gum, and you had a Democrat committing a, a felonious murder side by side, who would the Capitol Police go after? Even having to ask that question, is abs- we, are, we are living in a, an absolute ridiculous time that you even have to ask that question, but you have to ask that question. And I know what they would do. They'd go after the gun grabber. I mean, the gum grabber. They'd go after the gum thief before they'd arrest the Democrat because they're all part of the same agenda with different tactics to leverage you into a one-world commerce system. Can't arrest our comrades. All right, back to J6. Greg Price tweet. Biden just said, that the, he, it's, not, it's not limited to Brian Sicknick. His lies, not his hypocrisy, his bold-faced lies know no bounds. Joe Biden just said that Capitol Police Officer William Evans died as a result of threats by these sick insurrectionists. By these sick insurrectionists. Evans was, Officer Evans was killed by a black a, a black nation of Islam supporter who rammed him with his car. He was killed by a Democrat. Not, a, not, a, not an insurrectionist. He's the only Capitol, Capitol police officer to die in 2021, period. And he was killed by a Democrat. Not a Trump supporter, not an insurrectionist, not a 1-6 protester, a Democrat. Ran him over with his vehicle, and Joe Biden just bold-faced lied again and said that he was killed by a, by a one-six insurrectionist because that's what he meant. Play the video for me, Will. It's long overdue. Today is a ceremony to honor heroes of January 6th. We also recognize the late U.S. Capitol Police Officer Billy Evans. His family's with us today. Three months after January 6th, while they're still cordoning off the Capitol because threats by these sick insurrectionists continued to be propagated on the Internet. Again, all America saw what happened. What Officer Evans was killed defending the checkpoint it had to go through to get up to the Capitol because of these god-awful sick threats that continue to move forth. And the whole world saw it. It's just hard to believe. It's hard to believe it could happen here in America. So someone just actually asked uh, via the, uh, like Facebook or one of the other platforms, asked how, why am I mixing politics with Christianity and what did Jesus have to say about it? Let me ask you this. What did he have to say about it? Um, absolutely nothing. Why don't you try reading your Bible? Jesus is the word. First John 5, 7. Jesus, uh, John chapter 1, verse 14. Jesus is the word. John chapter 1, verse 1. Find in the word where Jesus says, do not mix politics with the pulpit. Go ahead. This is why you probably wore a mask. This is probably why you grabbed your ankles and took a vaccine. This is probably why, probably why you, were, you thought you were loving to lock down your church or whatever excuse that you have. There's nothing in the Bible. This is, this is, that is, that, that, that is the, exactly the ex- exact same sort of statement as it takes a village or everything happens for a reason. Don't mix politics with the pulpit. It's not a Bible verse. Your, your traditions 
are making the word of God of no effect. The church should be speaking. They should don their black robes and speak to the condition of our society. If our president is a bold-faced liar, the church ought to say that he's a bold-faced liar, whether he's a Republican or a Democrat. It's got no, you, what you are standing on is your religion that it makes the Bible of no effect. The person who's actually the religious man or woman is you, not me. All right, the, the post-millennial video, Tucker Carlson on the two-year anniversary of Ashley Babbitt's murder and slams Michael Byrd as, as should happen. Play it for me. Years ago today, a Capitol Hill police officer called Michael Byrd shot an unarmed woman in the neck. At the time of that killing, Byrd had a documented history of gross negligence with a firearm. He left a loaded Glock pistol in a public men's room at the Capitol, which for a law enforcement official is a firing offense. But for some reason, Michael Byrd was still in the force that day. The woman he killed was called Ashley Babbitt. Babbitt was a married 14-year veteran of the U.S. military. She ran a pool cleaning company with her husband in San Diego. Physically, she was tiny. She was also unarmed. Michael Byrd later admitted he had no indication at all that Babbitt was carrying a weapon. She posed no visible threat. He killed her anyway. Under normal circumstances, Byrd would have been fired immediately and charged with murder, which he clearly committed. But that's not what happened. After doing essentially no investigation into the shooting, Nancy Pelosi's congressional police force declared Byrd a national hero, and the media strongly agreed. Byrd went on television to accept accolades and to complain about racism. He was never punished for killing Ashley Babbitt. He was rewarded for it. As I continue to mix politics with the pulpit, now what just happened there was murder. Is murder mentioned in the Bible? Oh yeah, it's one of those things in Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21, that a murderer will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Also Colossians chapter 6, verse 9, that murderers won't inherit. Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, that murderers will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So I'm not mixing anything. The church should speak to these things. If there's a felonious murder that occurred on the Capitol where you have an unarmed woman, and it was so interesting, again, 25 years as a law enforcement officer myself, you can check out my bona fides if you'd like. Sarasota County Sheriff's Office retired as a sergeant 2017. You know when you don't shoot people? I've heard Michael Byrd be interviewed about this, and he said, you know what, I couldn't see her hand, so I shot her. That's when you don't shoot people. It's called a use of force matrix. That's when you don't shoot people. It's when you cannot see their hands. That's why you're always saying what? Show me your hands. Show me your hands. Show me your hands. You don't shoot people. The man obviously has absolutely no training. And again, the only person that was a victim of any sort of insurrectionist style violence, i.e. firearm violence, was, Ash was Ashley Babbitt at the hands of Lieutenant Michael Byrd. That's it. All right, here we go. Taylor Hansen tweet Ashley, also about Ashley Babbitt. Three years ago, here, eyewitness right here, T Taylor Hansen. Three years ago at 2.45 p.m., I watched an unarmed woman, Ashley Babbitt, get shot and killed in front of me. This single-handedly changed my life forever, even though it's been three years. It feels like it was just yesterday. The J6 committee refused to even speak to him. So the one person shot, and they canceled their subpoena for Donald Trump. Think of that. Never talked to Nancy Pelosi about her conversations with Ray Epps. Never talked to Nancy Pelosi about why it is that she turned down 10,000 National Guard troops. Never talked to Nancy Pelosi about why she turned down added security 
from from the Capitol Police Department and the Sergeant Arms for the Senate House. She never, none of those none of those people were ever interviewed. An eyewitness to a shooting that occurred inside the Capitol of an unarmed military veteran, an an active duty in the National Guard military veteran. Nobody even questioned her. Not not one question of Taylor Hansen at all. Nobody questioned the man, and he sat there and watched it watched it happen. Again, because the 1-6 committee, always remember, and hopefully since, they're, since they've shut down shop now, hopefully we never have to talk about it again, but let me just summarize this one more time. The 1-6 committee is illegal, completely and totally illegal, because the minority leader has to appoint his representatives on that committee. Jim Jordan was one of McCarthy's representatives, and I can't ever remember the other one. But both of them were turned down by Nancy Pelosi, which she doesn't have the right to do, which invalidates the entire committee. That means they have no subpoena power. And then they subpoena Steve Bannon. He refused to answer those subpoenas, so they arrested him for obstruction, obstructing a committee's subpoenas when the committee does not have the right to issue the very subpoenas he's being arrested for not, not responding to. That's how, that, that is, this is the status of our country. That's why we have to go all in. We have to go all right. All right. If you want to put it even in stronger terms, we need to, listen, we, we just have to roll the dice. We have to be like, you know what? If a person doesn't appear to be electable because they're just such a right winger, go and vote for them anyway. What's, again, what's the difference? We, we've, we've played it safe. Let's just use from 2000. Until now, 2023, we've played it safe. We've got the electable guys, the Ben Sasses, the Mitt Romneys, the Marco Rubias. Let's play it safe. At least they're elected. They got an R in front of their name, but they legislate as a D. They legislate as a Democrat. $31 trillion in debt from 2020. I mean, from 2000 to 2023, over a trillion dollars per year in debt. By the end of next year, we'll be $32 trillion in debt, if not more. And that's built with Republicans and Democrats because Republicans are actually Democrats. Most of them are. Now, here's something to remember, too. Andy No video, flashback to 2020. Here's left-wing rioters outside of the White House trying to storm the White House. When did, where, why was there no insurrection talk? Let's look at this video. Play for me. Compare that to the videos that I've shown on this podcast. I should have actually had those ready. Compare that to the videos we've actually had on this podcast where I show you video footage of the people inside the Capitol. Did some violent things happen? Yes, some violent things happened, but who incited them? While they're out there singing the national anthem and they're tear gassed, who exactly incited the violence? When, you know, do I know for sure? No, nobody knows for sure because the FBI and the DOJ refuses to release 14 hours, 14,000 hours worth of video surveillance footage, even to defense attorneys for one six defendants. It's how corrupt we are. We are really that corrupt. And that way we can't settle for people anymore that say that they're Republicans, but vote as Democrats. Well, Tom, but you know what? McConnell does confirm some right-wing judges. Well, how right-wing are those judges to begin with? 
Some of them have turned out to be good, but that's just, it gives him, it gives him a veneer of credibility as he actually legislates as a Democrat. He just hosted Joe Biden in Kentucky. Joe Biden called Kevin McCarthy to congratulate him. They're all buddies. I could spend, I, I didn't think I'd be able to spend 35 minutes on one six, but I ended up doing it. So now I've got 25 minutes. Here's the thing. Let's get, let's switch over. We'll switch over to vaccines. If you don't follow this person on social media, you're uninformed. Just so you know, this is Edward Dowd, former BlackRock executive, statistical genius. Stati- he, he can follow, he can pre- pretty much, pre- he can pretty much through, through statistical information, predict what's going to happen in markets. Obviously, BlackRock executive. And he's now using that acronym. He's focusing it on these vaccines, not that only, but on what's happening with these vaccines. Look at this now. Edward Dowd on Ed, Ed the Free Thinker. Play it for me. You know, as a numbers guy, that's what we did in the book. We wanted to establish these are big numbers, but they have real human consequences and real sad tragedies. And the biggest thing that really upsets me is uh, my data suggests is there was a mixed shift from old to young in 21 and 22. And the, the tragic deaths, and we start with the, you know, the athletic deaths, the sudden mm-hmm. athletic deaths, because these are the most elite, fittest amongst us. And I wanted to show that what's going on is true. First, is it true? And forget about why. Just, you know, suspend that. But, you know, by showing all these individual stories from local n- newspapers, they don't really ever make it to the national level. We wanted to put a human face on it and really connect people to, with what's going on. That this is, just isn't some uh, statistical anomaly cl- caused by climate change, caused by X, Y, Z. These are real young people dying in the prime of their life on the field. And one of the most compelling studies that was done was the Lausanne study. And it, 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 uh, it, it spanned 38 years and it cataloged 1,100 sudden athletic deaths over 38 years. That's about 29 per year globally. And, you know, I just want to establish for people who may not believe what, you know, I believe or you believe, but there's something new going on and it's undeniable and it's true. We can't have a month. We don't have a month now. We'd be lucky to have a month with 29 sudden athletic deaths since 2021. There there are months with 90, 100, 150. And we catalog in the book 550 a bunch of the stories are featured up front, but then there's a compendium with all the stories. And I want people to understand that this is true. It's happening. Now, you may not agree with what my thesis of the case is, but the health authorities of the of the globe and this country in particular don't seem to care. And they don't want to talk about it. And we've created a new term called sudden adult death syndrome that just kind of mysteriously uh, came into being in 2021. And all that is, it's a term. It doesn't explain anything. It's just a new term. It's a, it's, it's a term used to just kind of wash, whitewash this and make it normal. And uh, I call, there's a section of the book called The Sad New Normal, because this is what it is. And, uh, you know, the data that you, you read and, and, the, and, and the emotional um, way you thought about this is why we wrote the book. We want to, you know, really pound this home. that These aren't just numbers. These are real people taken out in the prime of their lives. And, the, and if you think athletic, uh, sudden athletic, athletic deaths are tragic, these are the fittest amongst us. Can you imagine what's happening for the less fit? And the numbers bear that. So there you go. And I just want to tell you, it's just so blatant. It's absolutely blatant. They come out in the middle of this vaccine rollout. 
with an acronym called SADS, and we've talked about it numerous times on this show, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. And then, of course, there's VADS, where you have kids born without an immune system, i.e. antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, also caused by the hyperimmune response from the vaccines. And then they come out, and what's so funny is these people double down. They're not, they're not smart, they're just zealous. They're just full of zeal for their leftist agenda, their control agenda, their antichrist agenda. They're just very zealous about it. Well, they're coming out now and starting to blame climate change for heart attacks. I have a whole, I have actually a video from, from a mainstream news station in Australia where they're claiming that all of these vaccine side effects are caused by temperature changes. And of course, that serves their other purpose. Then they, then they can easily vacillate. Everybody's dying from climate change. So now we need to put in all of our climate change mitigations, more control, and they'll shift back to COVID. You know, I mean, everything they're doing just serves a perfect purpose to kill people and control people, to bring people into subjugation and submission and control. Here's a Vigilant Vox video, Athletes Dropping, featuring Peter McAuliffe. Play it for me. This is in the open. The FDA wanted to block the Pfizer dossier for 55 years. They knew Pfizer was resulting in large numbers of death. The FDA has not commissioned a review. The FDA has not told Pfizer, why don't you go ahead and voluntarily recall? I've been involved in product recalls before. I've chaired data safety monitoring boards and safety review boards. There's been no call for a safety review board. The willful blindness is in the open. Even if we were to do a causality assessment, we would go through what's called the Bradford Hill criteria for causality. We would say broadly, is there a large signal? Yes, that's an astronomical number of deaths. 50 deaths would be the most we'd ever tolerate with a product. We would never ask somebody to take an injection and then die. We would never ask anyone to do that. Never. I don't care how good the product was. I don't care how dangerous the disease would. We would never say, listen, take this product, or let alone say, listen, take this product or you lose your job. We would never do that. So A, it's a- So here's the thing, you look at the Bradford Hill criteria that Peter McAuliffe is talking about, world-renowned cardiologist, the most published cardiologist on the planet, not since COVID, since before COVID, during COVID, and now allegedly after COVID, 33 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. 80% of vaccine deaths occur within a week. 50% occur within a couple of days. Look at this Epic Health uh, 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 pick. More than 270 sudden cardiac deaths in the U- in U.S. athletes after vaccination. Peer-reviewed study. Go to the next one for me. Instagram, 17-year-old softball player. She's dead. Go to the next one for me. Dr. James Olson tweet. Devastating. Brianna Cromer was an active duty U.S. Army fire control specialist who suddenly died while home on leave from the Army. She's dead. So, go to the next one for me. Died suddenly tweet. Oh, wait, correction. Pick 1970 to 2020. 13. So, so listen to that. I mean, look at that. 50 years. 50 years. 1970 to 2020. A total in 50 years. Now, everyone needs to get these stats into their heads. That way you will never trust these baby butchering leftist bourgeois elitist communist progressives ever again with medical advice ever again. You will never adhere to their medical advice again. Look at these numbers Edward Downs. I've quoted this a couple times now 40% increase 
in excess mortality amongst 25 to 64 year olds, 32% in all other categories. Who is reporting that data? Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson, Tom Lively? No, the insurance companies are reporting that data. The morticians are reporting that data, not right-wing, white right-wing extremists. I mean, look at this, 50 years, in 50 years, 1,300 athletes suffered from cardiac arrest and died. And in less than two years, what's it, um, let's, be, let's be deep and philosophical, shall we? What's the difference between those first 50 years and those second two years? So let's, let's all break it down into a 52-year period, shall we? 50 years, the first 50 years of those 52 years had 1,300 deaths. And in the final two years of that 52 years, and what happened in those final two years, those glorious final two years, remember those 33 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, those glorious two years, what's the difference? Well, the vaccines rolled out in December of 2020. You have 1,500 deaths in two years. Actually, 1,600 deaths in only two years when you had 1,300 deaths in 50. Think about that. And, it be, and you still have all of these people out there. They just feel totally safe. Oh, yeah, I'm vaxxed. I'm all good. Are you sure? Are you sure you're good? There's, listen, there's only two symptoms of SADS. You feel great, and then you're dead. You need to go and get checked. I, I, I hate to use the same material over and over again, but there's new people that watch. 50% of the athletes checked in the Big Ten had undetected myocarditis. That's an absolute fact. It is not right-wing conspiracy theory. If you've been vaccinated and you have put your trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to be prayed over now. And if you go to a church that's pro-vax, you need to leave that church now. In Jesus' name. How do, you, how do all of you pro-COVID Christians, after the proliferation of vaccine passports, where you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel, in Israel, in the European Union, in Australia, in Canada, in New York City, without a QR-coded mark of the beast, how does that not wake you up? That, you know what? I maybe need to break out those wanted three words, I was wrong. And why don't you ever say I was wrong? What holds you back from saying that? You did it when you got saved. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You acknowledged I was wrong then. It amazes me, truly amazes me, that you, all you have to do for most Christians is put a medical label in front of something and they will follow that order. Whoever put that medical label in front of that, in, in, in front of anything, they will follow the order of that person. It can be their ideological opponent their theological opponent, their political opponent, their philosophical opponent, and yet put a medical label in front of anything and the Christian will just do it. They, the Christians and conservatives like, nobody will ever take my guns out of my cold, dead hands. And then you take the gun grabber's vaccine. I hate abortion. I can't, I can't believe that anybody would support abortion. Agreed. But then you take the abortionist vaccine. Yeah, and not only do you take the vaccine, I mean, I want you to think about that. You, you're ideologically, philosophically, and theologically opposed to these people, but then you let them invade your body with a metal rod full of their fluid. Amazing Christians can't see it. Let's look at Pfizer. Can a co-tweet? Pfizer has habitually, 
habitually engaged in illegal and corrupt marketing practices, bribed physicians, I'm setting this up, and suppressed adverse trial results. There is no, this is no secret. Yet this fact continues to be brushed under the rug by politicians and the media. Go to the next one for me, Will. Number uh, in 1994, Pfizer paid the Justice Department to settle claims, and the Christians just take the Pfizer vax, and the conservatives just take the Pfizer vax. Pfizer is an international leftist corporation that loves abortions, and the Christians trust them, and the conservatives, and the Republicans, and the Ted Cruz's of the world trust Pfizer. When Pfizer hates you, why would you ever take a metal rod full of the fluid of somebody who hates you and jam it into your bloodstream? And I know that I'm primarily speaking to the choir right now, but there are some of you that are watching. Have you ever thought of this? You have, do you know who the, I mean, if you're going to put something into your body, ought you to know who the author of that substance is? Here they are. Pfizer paid the Justice Department, to settle claims that the company lied to get federal approval for a heart valve and then covered up safety concerns even as the device killed hundreds of patients. Pfizer paid $200 million to settle lawsuits. Go to the next one for me. In 1996, Pfizer gave gave an experimental drug to 200 Nigerian children without informing the parents. And all the Christians line up and all the conservatives line up and all the leftists line up to take their vaccine. Oh, I'm going to trust Albert Borla and Pfizer. Without informing the parents, they gave drugs to children without informing the parents. Again, lest Satan should take advantage of us for we're not ignorant of his devices. What's going on in this country right now? They want to lop off breasts, lop off, lop off penises, lop off testicles without informing anybody's parents. You, you see these school officials being interviewed? Should the parents be notified if you're going to give them devastating health affect advi- advice? Oh, no, no. You know, these kids, they have a right to privacy. It's the same exact spirit. Same devils. Same agenda. Different tactics. One's transgender. One's pharmaceutical. But it's still the same agenda. So they, they gave 200 children, Nigerian children. Of course, they do it. In third world countries where nobody will notice because they hate humanity. We send missionaries there to save souls. They send their drugs there to kill kids. They don't care about killing kids. They'll kill them in the womb. They'll kill them outside the womb. They hate humanity. Informing, uh, without informing their parents that an approved cure existed. So they had a cure for the problem. Didn't tell them. That should sound familiar too, doesn't it? How does an EUA come into existence? Emergency use authorization. An emergency use authorization can only be authorized if there is not an alternative cure. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, zinc, and sunlight, vitamin D, way more effective. I mean, remdesivir is a killer. It's not effective at all. Vaccines are a killer. They're not effective at all. They were all suppressed so these people could get their EUA, i.e. Pfizer again. Devils repeat the same activities over and over and over again. And you want to find the devil, find lies, and find murder. And that's what you have here. 200 Nigerian children without informing their parents that an approved cure existed or that their children were subjects of a medical experiment. But only 11 kids are dead. Do they care? Do they stay awake at night? Absolutely not. Others suffered brain damage, organ failure, or, and paralysis. Look at this video. 
Take a look at this video. This is what Pfizer, this is who Pfizer really is. Play it for me. The last hurdle of a decade-long compensation claim battle. 17-year-old Shamsu undergoes a DNA test to prove he's a victim of a failed drug trial by the pharmaceutical company Pfizer that happened 15 years ago in Kano State, Nigeria. 11 children were killed and several more injured when Pfizer tested out a drug called Troven on 200 children. The drug was supposed to treat a deadly regional outbreak of meningitis. Pfizer agreed to pay $75 million in compensation in 2009, but they introduced DNA testing as part of the process for qualifying for the payment. Back at home, survivors like Shamsu, who was crippled, and their families feel the DNA test is designed to deny them of the compensation money. Many say they've already provided Pfizer with documents proving their children were part of the trial. In the claimant form we filled, they stated clearly that only when we undergo a DNA test, they will pay the compensation. Pfizer, which denies all wrongdoing, even though it's agreed to pay out $75 million. Pfizer, who, who denies all wrongdoing, they killed 11 kids, paralyzed who knows how many others. This is Pfizer right here. That's what Pfizer does. That now, for the rest of his life, now this kid's probably still alive. For the rest of his life, outside of Jesus, outside of Jesus, that's how he's going to live his life. Does Albert Borla care? Does Bill Gates care? He loves Pfizer. He loves Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna. Anthony Fauci loves it. Do they care? No, this, this is never going to happen to them. They don't care. Think about it. For the rest of his life, that's how he has to live. And when there was an approved, there was a uh, an approved medication that was act, that worked that they that they purposely didn't tell parents about so that they could do this to their kids. There was an approved cure for the meningitis outbreak. They refused it. This is this is Pfizer over and over again. We're not ignorant of their devices. They do the same thing over and over again. They downplay. They badmouth. They propagandize against viable options so they can get their, their emergency use authorizations and inject children. And by the way, what keeps an emergency use authorization viable is to inject kids. Otherwise, it runs out. That's part of federal statute, which I don't have time to get into tonight. I don't know where I am, Will. Which one am I at? Can I code tweet number five? Perfect. In 2001, Pfizer was sued on behalf of 30 Nigerian families who alleged their children were used as human guinea pigs. The families claimed Pfizer violated the Nuremberg Code and exposed their children to cruel, inhumane, and degrading treatment. The case was somehow dismissed. Go to the next one for me. Number six, in 2007, the Nigerian government sued Pfizer for $7 billion and accused the company of carrying out illegal trials that killed or disabled children. Now, now notice these are all different years, folks. These are all different, different, different experiments that were done on these children. Nigeria claimed Pfizer did not inform the health of the local health authorities or parents that the children were part of an experiment. Seven billion dollars they were sued for. Go to the next one for me. Now here, this is an interesting. I got this from Rodney Howard Brown's podcast. These are the men that, for some reason, have all died young in Africa. Now notice that's Billy Gates's. That's Billy Gates's territory. That's Pfizer's territory, and it's the CCP's territory, Wudan Institute of Virology, where the alpha variant was made by gain-of-function research through Peter Dasek and the EcoHealth Alliance, through Ralph Barrick in UNC, and Anthony Fauci in the NIH. 
Well, lo and behold, these four men right here, their names, and from, it goes from, uh, let me see here, make sure I got it right. Yeah, left to right, left to right, left to right and top to bottom. Top left hand, top, top left hand corner. Uh, John, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher these names. McGilfy. And then Hamid Bakyoto. Let me just say, he's the president of Tanzania, president of Ivory Coast, or prime minister, president of, of uh, Swaziland, and president of Burundi. Look at the ages of these men. They're all dead. What do they have in common? They refuse to allow their countries to be vaccinated. Just like the former prime minister of Japan, who was running to be prime minister again and got gunned down in the streets, he was also against mass vaccinations. Matt, I mean, and understand something. I'm not saying these guys are against mumps vaccinations or measles vaccinations. They're against mRNA, gene-altering vaccinations that kill people, cause antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, cause capillary blood clotting, cause uh, pulmonary embolisms, cause uh, myocarditis and pericarditis, and I could go on and on. And lo and behold, at 61, 56, 55, and 52, all these men are dead. Strange, isn't it? One of them poisoned, him and his wife were poisoned. Strange how that happened, isn't it? Very, very, very coincidental that all of the one, all of the prime ministers, I can't say all, but these four prime ministers that were all against the rollout of the mRNA vaccination are all dead at very young ages. Strange, isn't it? Very, very coincidental that all this happened. Very coincidental that Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide, isn't it? It's all just very coincidental. These, these people, I mean... You know, I don't want to put out conspiracy theories, but it's just very strange how the right people die at the right time over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. All right, let's go to the next one. Will, I'm lost where we're at. Okay, number seven, good. It gets even worse. In 2010, leaked State Department cables alleged that Pfizer had hired investigators to blackmail Nigeria's uh, attorney general into dropping the $7 billion lawsuit against Pfizer. Go to the next one. In 2002, Pfizer agreed to pay $49 million to settle allegations that the drug company defrauded the federal government, our federal government, and 40 states by charging too much for its cholesterol treatment, Lipitor. Pfizer's revenue for Lipitor in 2001 was $6.45 billion. They settled the lawsuits. Price of doing business. We're going to make $6.5 billion. So we're going to settle lawsuits for killing people and overcharging people and committing fraud for $49 billion. And by the way, that's criminal. Go to the next one for me, Will. In 2008, the New York Times published an article entitled Experts Conclude Pfizer Manipulated Studies. Pfizer delayed the publication. Here it is. What did they just do now? I'll I'll finish the tweet. Pfizer delayed the publication of negative studies, spun negative data more positively, and suppressed negative findings to promote uh, Neurontin. Now, that's very interesting, isn't it? What does Pfizer do now? Well, you have, well, they got their boy, Anthony Fauci, whose wife is in charge of the bioethics division of the NIH, which deems whether or not to approve vaccines and all other drugs via the FDA approval. You think the FDA approves their own drugs, don't you? They don't. They actually go through the NIH bioethics division, which is led by Anthony Fauci's wife. So you have the exact same things going on here. Pfizer did want, not want their, vi- their vaccine developmental data released to the public for 75 years. Strange, just like the FBI doesn't want their Hunter Biden laptop investigation to be released, be released to the public for 66 years. Just like the 1-6 committee doesn't want their investigation to be released to the public for 55 years. Strange. 
change. How it's always the same thing over and over and over again. For we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. The exact same things. They label everything as safe and effective. Downplaying negatives. 1,200 people died in the Pfizer trial. 28 out of 32 pregnant women miscarried, miscarried in the vaccine, in the Pfizer vaccine trial. They say that their, their latest bivalent vac, mRNA vaccination is safe and effective and that none of their unhumanized mice uh, got COVID-19 in their vaccine trial, but none of them were actually exposed to the virus. These people are bull-faced liars and the Christians and the conservatives and the independents and the leftists all line up to take very corrupt people's vaccines and medical advice because all the other people that you think are actually public health servants, public health, uh, you know, uh, public servants, that's what public servants, public health servants, like Anthony Fauci, are all on these people's boards. All right, go to the next one for me. Well, I'm completely lost. So I'm just reading whatever you have. In 2009, Pfizer paid $750 million to settle 35,000 claims that its drug, Rezulin, was responsible for 63 deaths and dozens of liver failures. Sounds, sounds like remdesivir, but remdesivir is not Pfizer, it's Gilead which is closely affiliated with one Anthony Fauci. The FDA did not remove Resilin from the market until three years after the UK had, despite amounting death toll. This is Pfizer. This is what we must stand against at all times. Recognize the evil that you must fight and restrain it in Jesus' name. God bless you. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. I stand unequivocally on the word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity, the Bible, sin, the Bible, everything, protection, the Bible, church, the Bible. 